Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. It is I, your trusted Dungeon Master. And once again, welcome to the show via the virtual Eye of Destiny once again. Yes, because California is still in our quarantine lockdown for non-essential businesses. And unfortunately, Roll the Hard 20 Podcast is one of those non-essential businesses. However, thanks to great Gavin Newsom for changing the way that we denote this corona crapola we no longer view it as a numerical value but now we are color coordinated and depending on whatever color we are it depends on what we're doing but seeing as how i'm colorblind i guess it really doesn't matter next week we'll probably be doing fractions and maybe the week after that we'll be doing shapes of all different sizes yes we are finally exiting the tetrahedron scale and and scaling it down to a parallelogram Anyways, all that to be said, we are still going to have one hell of a time, regardless if we're sitting in the rage room or we are at our computers. Because you know why? We are still all together, and we want you to tell us how you like this show. Remember, right into the show at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com. Check out the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com. Be sure to follow us on all of our social footprints, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, and don't forget, if you got the time, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash RollTheHard20Podcast. For as little as a dollar, you too can make a significant difference in helping the show. Now, without further ado, or any more color-coordinated or shapes or sizes, Roll the Hard 20 Podcast presents The Hidden Shrine of Tomocon, Episode 6, Course of the Gods. And don't forget to warm up your dice and top off those glasses. <laughs> Shove it down in there. Does it still I, twist them like sausage links? Links? <laughs> no, because the flap that comes up is pretty good. Oh, okay. So it's, up. it just traps the odor in there, huh? And like the dog shit bags that you pick up the poop with that you get yeah. out here at the They're park. They're scented just like that. They are. So like, I'm I'm scarred that every time I grab one of those bags, I think of the fucking diaper genie years. And it, oh shit! Oh, your hands smell like it, then you. And he's got shit in the bags too. It's just it's it's nasty, nasty times. But I don't want to have to experience diaper genies ever again. So now you got a long time for you experience the diaper genie thing. <laughs> that's when I'm in my senior years, and I got to start <laughs> putting my own diapers in there. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> How's everyone doing tonight? You'd, be, you'd just be chucking them in the corner. Oh, yeah, no, I'm just gonna. I'm going to wait till my kids visit me and then I'm going to shit myself, even though I'm fully <laughs> capable of using the toilet. And then after they clean me, I'm going to do it again. So. <laughs> you guys ready to roll? Red eye. Yeah, All ready. right. Yeah. Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast, episode six of Hidden Shrine of Tomoakon. And with me, the hard slingers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So when we last left off, um, see, so had some notes here. You guys entered a room that had four antechambers on on each of the four corners. 
it was filled with two feet of this shallow, muddy water. Uh, there was green, slimy buildup all along the walls. Uh, you saw that there were several pedestals and broken pieces of statuary littered, buried halfway in all this muddy water. Along the ceiling, you saw that in mosaic tiles, there were different constellations and something caught your eye in the, uh, the northwest corner, something glinting. Adric, as you went across the room towards it, you noticed two things. One, that this little shiny thing that was on the pedestal looked like a three-sided pyramid. And two, you noticed that some of the slime that was above the door opposite where you came in started to move and pulsate. And you saw this, this pod begin to extend outwards. And like I said before, let's roll some initiative. All right. Here we go. Oh, man. Adric, what do you get? Uh, I got a seven. <laughs> Brom. Twelve. Kjartan. Fifteen. Fifteen. Fuego. Eleven. Eleven. Half a moment to set this up. Of our initiative tracker. So, Adric, as you draw closer towards this shiny metallic object on this pedestal, and you saw this thing begin to move, you see this pseudopod stretch out surprisingly long reach and go to attack you. All right. For a 19? Yeah, that'll hit. for 10 points of bludgeoning damage and eight points of acid damage. Oh, holy shit. You see this thing stretch out, sucker punch you and extend itself back halfway and kind of slither in place. Kjartan, from the doorway where you were at watching Adric engage with this thing, I mean, it happened super fast. What are you gonna do from your area? Um, out of the corner of my eye, I kind of see Adric get completely fucked up. So I was like, <laughs> no, yep. not doing this. So I cast invisibility on myself and just hide. Self-preservation. <laughs> <laughs> now the, the room from door to door is 30 feet. But I'm just gonna let you know that because of the, the floor being covered with all this stuff, it's difficult terrain. So as you go invisible, do you, are you just gonna hang back? Oh, uh, right ready? now I'm gonna see in place, yeah. Okay. Brom. Uh how close am I to the monster? Well you're at the doorway, so you're about thirty feet away from it. And it's difficult train? Yes. Um I will move within see my movement's twenty five, so I'll move within 15 feet of it. Okay. So you're going to move to a little past the middle of the room. Yeah. Okay. 15 feet of it. Okay. Fuego. El Fuego. Fuego, from where he's standing, he could see this creature, correct? Or... Yes, he can. All right. He's going to roll up his sleeves and say, Orale, and cast 
Sacred Flame. Please make a deck safe. I'll do that right now. I wait. I wait. Five. Fail. Five. That is a fail. So let's see. You are going to take 1d8. That's awesome. That is six points of radiant damage. All right. You see the, the pseudopod retract a little further in. And deciding what to do. Adric, after being pummeled by this, you have a choice. You could uh, continue on to your little gold, your little silver totem over there or prepare to do some battle, man. What do you want to do? Uh, I need to, I'm going to battle this thing before I grab the silver. Um, yep, I'm going to attack it with uh, my scythe for now. Okay. Before I change my course of action. Uh, all right, first attack is gonna be a miss. No, I'm not even gonna bother with that one. Okay, uh, does 17 hit? It will hit. All right, awesome. That is uh, 11 points of slashing damage. Okay. And then for bonus action, I'm gonna attack with the butt of the scythe. This will maybe not hit 16. 16 will hit. Okay, and then that is another six points of damage. Six points, okay. That is my turn. Okay. You see it leave the area above the lintel of the door and go up to the ceiling. Make its way up to the ceiling. So it's now vertically above you. Oh, shit. Makes its way to between you and Braum. One, two, three for you, Adric. It goes to attack you again. Okay. 19. 19 hits. For nine points of bludgeoning damage and 10 more points of acid damage as this thing just sizzles on you. Okay. Kjartan, from your invisible position, you see that this thing has now moved from the wall across up into the ceiling where this amber hue almost hides it with the rest of the, the ceiling above you. What are you gonna do? So am I, am I able to kind of see the general direction of where it is? You can see it, you know it's up on the ceiling, but it's still kind of obscured, but it's not considered um, concealment. It's just more for flavor that you see it, you know, between the, the swirly mist of this, this yellowish haze. Okay. Huh. In that case, I like to cast Fireball. Okay, now the ceiling's 20 feet tall. What's the circumference of that fireball? It's a 20 foot radius. Okay. So is it from the point of like, I'm trying to like aim at the creature? Well, anywhere that's in the room, you could put it against the wall and it's gonna go 20 feet away from that wall. It's not like you put it at the wall and it's only 10 feet in. It's 20 feet from from there, if you put it in the center of a room, it'll be 20 feet expanded from that area. The reason why I say that is because Brahm and Adric are probably gonna have to make a deck save as well. Yeah. In that case- That's cool though, I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I think we should definitely do that. I wanna see this roll out. <laughs> uh, maybe in that case, since I didn't realize how small a room was, uh, 
Yeah, it's 30 feet across. Okay. In that case, I'd, I'd like to actually cast Shatter instead. Okay. So that's, a, that's a 10-foot radius. Mm. Okay. I'd like to, to cast that in that direction. So let's see, 3d8. So then you can make a con save. Six, fail. Okay. That is for 13 points of damage. 13 points. Now does it fall prone? No, I'm probably thinking Thunder Wave, so. No, it doesn't. No, it's not prone. Okay. Brom. You're almost directly underneath this thing. It's about five feet further in and 20 feet up. But its its girth itself allows it to extend down as well. Uh, so would it be within five feet of me or no? It's gonna be within 10 feet of you. Hmm. I'm going to, uh, two things. First, uh, when Adric attacked with his sight and using slashing damage, did it look like it um, it affected the beast pretty good, or no? It did not. It didn't look like he did much of anything. It wasn't until he struck it with the blunt end of his scythe that it it appeared to actually take some damage from that. Okay, using that knowledge, I will uh, pull out my maul and ready in an action for when it comes close to me. Okay. Within five feet of me. Okay, El Fuego. El Fuego is going to uh, move closer. The room is like about 30 feet. It, yeah, it's right? 30 feet deep and say 10, 20, 30 feet deep and 30 feet across, but the little antechambers on on all four corners extended out another uh, 10 feet or so. Okay, but, but the everyone's main body, in the main. Yeah, everyone's in the main body okay, of the room. I'm, I'm going to move a little closer to the main body of the room, maybe 15 feet in, so okay. I'm at least 30 feet within. And at that point, I'm going to bring out some holy water and cast Bless on everyone Ooh. so it would be um Kjartan, adric and brahm and they will get a d4 added to an attack roll or a saving throw of their choice for uh up to a minute well i don't think this is gonna last a minute so good job Hopefully. <laughs> Adric, now you've taken the two sucker punches from this thing. Yep. Yep. Uh, and what do you want to do? Pretty bad. I want to do something I don't normally do, which is I'm going to have to act in self-preservation. So I need to, I'm going to use, um, I'm going to grab the silver and I'm going to cast Thunderstep to leave the room. Okay. Where are you going to leave the room to? Back uh, the way you came from? Out, out the way we came. Okay. Because you can't go where you haven't been, right? I think you have to... 
have to be able to see it. So um, basically, I'll, I'll basically be able to go base out the door. I don't think I can see too much further than that. You can well, You could also thunderstep to the threshold of the other door opposite you. There's still. Yeah, I want. I just want to make sure he can't uh, attack me again. Because if he attacks me again, I'll probably go down. Okay. So, so the, uh, with your movement, you manage to make it to the silver three-sided pyramid. Describe for me what you do. Uh, I guess uh, I don't have um, I don't have anything fancy to to hold it with. So kind of just like thinking quick, I'll just grab it with like my bare hands and then uh, thunder step out of there. Okay. <laughs> you reappear over at the doorway behind an invisible curtain, and it's then <laughs> that you realize that this this has a like a lot of density to this metal. It's not just like a half a pound. It probably weighs a good four pounds. It feels very dense. Oh. So, Brom, you are left in the center of the room. El Fuego, you have managed to move in. It maneuvers its way to get between the two of you on the ceiling to where it has two targets. One, two, three for El Fuego. Brom, it looks down at you and attempts to to nail you with one of its pods as well. Uh, 15? Or... 15 okay, you see this pseudopod plunge down, miss you, slam into the mud, and pull back up with all this grime and shit on it. It just kind of udulates and oscillates above you. Uh, as it punches at me... Um, since I ready in action, can I take a swing at that? Yes, disc? go right ahead. Yeah, you're waiting for that. Alright, so I'm going to swing with my maul, and that is a 22 to hit. That's going to hit. For 7 points of bludgeoning damage. 7 points of bludgeoning damage. As you strike this thing and it reels back, you see it slap itself in the middle of its body and actually begin to separate from itself into two smaller pods. Kjartan, you've watched Adric immediately reappear right behind you. What would you like to do? Um, are these two pods directly right next to each other? Yeah, they're in the ceiling. It's like it took its entire mass and divided it into two. Okay. Was that mitosis? Is that mitosis? Yeah, but on a larger scale. Okay. Because um, meiosis is combined. Mitosis is separation, right? I don't know. I'm a comm major. All I know is how to spew bullshit. Come on, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe meiosis is just the uh, cell nucleus separating. Osmosis? Or no, no, osmosis. No, my, meiosis, I think, is uh, to make um, like sperm cells and shit like that. Uh, this is not. Uh... Look, I'll give you a sample there. and send it in. You can tell me what happens to my sperm sample. Listen, meiosis, mitosis. Good on arrival, man. Mucosis, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> DOA. A bunch of floaters. <laughs> What are you gonna do, Kjartan? Um, I'm actually gonna try to cast Ray of Frost against 
I guess, in, from my perspective, to the to the one on the right. Okay. That is seventeen to hit. That'll hit. Perfect. You also got that bless going on for you. Oh yeah, I'm yeah that. Thank you. I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> for nine points of damage. Nine. Holy crap. All right. And then I'm actually going to move 15 feet just to try to like confuse them a little bit. Into the room? Yeah. Into okay. The room. So we're at this point, we're going to designate these left and right. Okay. Braum. Uh, left and right are still on the ceiling. They're still on the ceiling, and Kjartan has now joined you in the love pool. In the mud bath. You know, I can't see him. Sense his presence. Well, for some reason, something zapped, and then you heard all this sound like somebody plunging a toilet. Um, I'm just gonna keep doing the same thing. I'm gonna have my mole out, and, um, Pretty much take like a batter stance as I'm swinging my mole. Okay. Waiting for it to come down. El Fuego. El Fuego. Um, he is actually going to attack the creature to the right and he's going to cast Sacred Flame again. So make a dex save. Dex save. Three. Three, that's fails. And I just realized at fifth level, you actually take 2d8 Ooh. with this spell. Oh, shit. All right, so let me get another bad boy out. Oh, <laughs> uh, got lucky. I ended up getting a five. Five Total? points of damage. Yeah. Okay. Radiant. Radiant damage. Radiant damage. Adric. Oof, um... Back in the doorway next to the other large mud room. <laughs> um, which one has everyone been hitting again? I'm just trying to remember. The one I on just, the right. The I one on the, the right? One. The one okay, on the right. See, everyone attack the one on the right. Uh, Adric is going to uh, put out his palm and cast Eldritch Blast at the right one twice. Okay. Uh, that is 18 to hit. That'll hit. Uh, nine points of damage on the first one. Force damage. Uh, that's 18 on the dice uh, for two more points of force damage. Two more points, sorry. Who's in the room with me? Brom, Kjartan, El Fuego. Okay, but you're still invisible, right, Kjartan? I think yes. that drops if you cast spells or attack. Oh. Because I know um, there's another spell called Greater Invisibility, and that lets you attack and not be revealed. Okay, so he is now visible as well. <clears throat> okay, so the one on the right has three targets. One, two, three, four, five, six. I'm looking at the at the screen, so. Kjartan, it moves towards you, and you see this pseudopod plunge down on you for 23 to hit. Yeah. <laughs> for five points of bludgeoning damage and three points of acid damage. Now he starts rolling well. <laughs> For the next attack, goes towards you, El Fuego. Oh, man. <laughs> 
for 19 to hit. That'll hit. And that's uh, six points of bludgeoning damage and one point of acid damage. These things missed yet? Yes. Yeah, they, they missed, missed me. Oh, they okay, missed okay. Braum. Kjartan. I'm sorry. You know what? Uh, well, that wasn't aimed at you, though, Braum. So you weren't able to get close enough. Yeah. Kjartan, what would you like to do? Now that you've just taken the, the thrashing from this thing. Um, which one attacked me again? Uh, the right one. Uh, in that case, I'm going to try to cast uh, Blindness against him. Okay. So he needs to make a con save. He doesn't care. <laughs> doesn't care? He's immune to it. All right. <laughs> You're blind already. <laughs> does this thing not have eyes? It does not. Oh, okay. Okay, didn't know that. Yeah, it's uh, immune to blinded, charmed, deafened. Exhaustion, frightened, and prone. That would have been good to know. Yeah. That's good to know. I wasn't thinking about frightening it. You were? <laughs> yeah, like two turns ago, I was like, should I cast fear? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got a few other things that it, uh, it likes to do. Did you want to do anything else? I'll give you that freebie. Um, no, I'm just going to stay there for now. Okay. Jerkton, how close are you to me? He went in about 15 feet, and you're at 25 feet. So you're pretty close to the door, Braum, but he is another 10 feet away from you. I don't know where El Fuego went into, though. I went in 15 just to get closer to the middle of the room. Okay, so you're probably just about five feet deeper than Kjartan is, and I'll just say you're to the right of the room. Okay. So it'd be him, then you, and then Braum. So did you want to do anything else, Carlton? Um, actually, in that case, I'm going to try to run back towards where Adric is. Okay. So you make your sloshing way back. Yeah. Braum. All right, well... <clears throat> Uh, Pseudopod hasn't attacked me yet. Um, so El Fuego is what, 15 feet away from me? I'm like about. He's 10. 10? 10 feet on a diagonal. And he's ahead of me, right? No, he's behind you. Behind 10 me. feet to your right. Like if the door was, see that door right there behind me? Yeah. He would be 10 feet to your uh, right rear. Okay. I want to move. Um, closer to El Fuego, and um, as I approach El Fuego, say, I'm waiting for this bastard to come down, stay close to me. If if that fist comes down within five feet of me, I might be able to hit it. All right, amigo, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought amigo was your other friend. That, that was uh, Lunez. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was Lunes. <laughs> Lunes and Sabado. Um, so El Fuego, you see Brom come up to you. You said he, you see he's in a stance, got his maul ready, ready for the Casey Jones swing out of the park. What are you going to do? My turn? Sorry. Yeah, you're playing El Fuego tonight. That's right. <laughs> um, so.
since my cigarette flame's been pretty good and he's up in the air, I am going to... Are they still left and right from us? Yeah. Okay, they haven't moved. Okay, so attack again on the right. Uh, go ahead and make a deck save. Deck save. 13. 13 fails. Okay. So you're going to take 2d8 damage. Oh, you got lucky on that one. Oh, actually, that was a 7. So you're going to take 10 points of radiant damage. Okay. You see it drop from the ceiling, land in the mud, and just lay there. How far away from me it's is it? It's probably about 10 feet from you. Okay. Rom, here's your chance. Swing, buddy, swing. Hey, you're still too far away. <laughs> run up there. Adric. Still uh, hiding in the doorway. Yep. I got, well, if I get hit one more time, I'm going down. Uh, so <laughs> I got to gotta let other people take a beating for a little bit before I can get back into it. Um, yeah, I'm going to continue to fire off Eldritch Blast from where I am. Okay. So that is uh, 22 to hit. That's going to hit. Uh, eight points of force damage on the first one, and then a uh, flash of 20 to hit for okay. six more points of damage. Who does he have down there? He's got El Fuego and he's got Braum down there. One, two, three for El Fuego. Four, five, six for Braum. El Fuego. It knows what you did to his brother. And from its distance, surprisingly, it can still reach you. If it were to hit. 12? 12 misses. Misses. You see this thing plumble through the sky towards you and come back. And then it actually moves back towards the door where it was originally stationed at. Just about 10 feet along the ceiling, but it remains on the ceiling. Okay. Kjartan. Uh, from my perspective, can I still see this creature? You can still see him in the sky. Never. Okay. Or along the ceiling, sorry. No. Yeah, it's in the sky. <laughs> um, so I like to cast Chill Touch against this guy. Uh, that is going to be 23 to hit. Okay. For only three points of damage. Three points of damage. Very good. You want to stay there? Yeah. Okay. Brom. Uh, so the the pod that fell into the ground, is it moving or? It doesn't seem to be moving at all. It seems fairly stationary in that area amongst the, the shattered statues and, and pedestals. Uh, how far away is it from me? About 10 feet? It's about 10 feet, yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna walk up to it and smash it. Okay, you sink your smash, your maul into it, and just it's like putting your hand into a fist of putty and it doesn't move, it just flattens out more into the mud. All right, well, this one's dead. Um, so then moving 10 feet that way, where's the one on the ceiling? It's probably about five feet in front of the door 
but on the ceiling still. Okay, with like, I only have like five more feet of movement. I want to move closer toward that one. Okay. So that brings you, uh, trying to figure out how deep you went in. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, well, I wasn't, I, I'm probably only like halfway into the room. Yeah, you're okay. like 15 well, I, thought you, I thought you moved back by El Fuego for a while. Oh, that's right, I did. So he's oh, 20, you... 20 feet, and then he moved 10 feet forward in a di uh, across the room. So he's still about 20 feet in the in the middle of the room. Well, he's only got half of his total movement, though. So he can move 15 feet. Mm. But how much of that oh, has he already five, moved? Technically. Oh, yeah, that's true. All right, so, so you, you can move another five yeah, feet. Yeah, move another five feet towards it. Okay. Yeah. So it's still another uh, five feet distance from you. Yeah. But oh. um, same thing, uh, just readying my action. Okay. El Fuego? Uh, El Fuego will move. I don't want to leave Braum behind, but I am going Braum's to. Braum's getting pissed. He can't hit anything. Nothing will come fight him. He's going to move 15 feet towards the door we came through and attack the only creature left. I was going to say the creature to the left. And again, cast Sacred Flame. Uh, go ahead and make a deck save. Missing these saves. Nine. Nine. That is perfect. That is going to be... Oh, fuck yeah. That is 13 points of radiant damage. Damn. It's still clinging to the ceiling. Surprisingly. Get that fucker down here. Yeah. Adric. More Eldritch Blast. This is the most Eldritch Blast I've cast ever. <laughs> Just in this one combat. Uh, the first one's going to miss. Both miss. So yeah. I have wasted my turn just firing wildly. <laughs> well, you could like shuffle from left foot to right foot as a movement, so. Yeah, I'll do a little dig. <laughs> Braum, you have managed to move within its striking range, and it's going to strike down on you. Are you ready for your attack? Yeah. Okay, 17 to hit. That hits. Okay. For seven points of bludgeoning damage and five points of acid damage. Do you want to take that shot? Yes. Um, so, since I ready my action, I got both of my attacks. Uh, 16 on the first one. Yep, that'll hit. That is for 10 points of bludgeoning. Okay. And as it tries to retract its claw. Uh, that one is also going to hit, but for only six more points of bludgeoning damage. And that is enough. All right. So as this thing has laid you out, you manage to swing, boom, boom, and kill it. Because it chose to attack you. So you might have took a little, but you definitely gave a lot. You see this thing fall from the ceiling, just splop right at the threshold of the door that it was originally over. And we are out of combat. All right. That's awesome. Good job, guys.
Is teabagging a free action? <laughs> <laughs> it always I seem to recall been. it was. It always will be. <laughs> I think so. So what would you like to do in this room? Or from your multitude of positions in this room? Uh, I would like to investigate that um, pyramid-shaped thing. Pyramid-shaped, right? Yes, it was. It was three-sided, though. Three-sided pyramid. Got it. So you pull it out. It's about uh, three to four inches high from base to tip. Three sides. Very shiny. Very smooth. There are no... Uh, etchings on it whatsoever. Hmm. Does it look like it's a keep or anything I've seen before? Uh, make an uh, investigation check. Got it. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. I got paid back for those shit attack rolls. Um, Lasted 20, actually. It doesn't look like anything that you've ever seen. <laughs> and having gone through some of this this temple area you haven't recalled seeing any doors that had a a keyhole that was similar to this whatsoever okay okay i will hold on to it for now to see if i can think of a use of for it at some point in time okay or I'll, I'll also show it to the rest of the party if they want to look at it and try and figure out what's going on kyartan what are you doing um so right now I'm still in the doorway. Um, I like to kind of walk into the room, maybe try to do an investigation check to see if I can see maybe where this creature was like living. Is that like a nest or like someplace to kind of like go back to? Okay. Uh, eight. Eight. Now you just, uh, from what you can recall, it was nested above the doorway, but its texture resembles basically everything else that's slimy about the walls as well. I mean, it doesn't look like it it hung out any particular place. You know, you don't see a little hut or something like that. No welcome mat or anything. It just, it seemed to be hanging out there. Who was looking at one of the, uh, was anybody looking at one of the the slime pieces itself? One of the dead creatures or no? I was gonna investigate the last one I just killed. Okay, why don't you go and, why don't you go and do that, bro? Investigation? Uh, that or nature, whatever you wanna do. Nope. 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 What are you doing, are you just kinda like poking at it? Yeah, um, I mean, the other one I just pretty much splatted, I guess. Uh, this one I'm kind of just poking with the mole. Um, it just looks like a big bug type of thing. No, actually, surprisingly, it, it, it's not really a big bug. It just looks like a like a gelatinous object. Uh, you don't see any eyes. You don't see any, any fingers. And every time you push on it, your thumb just pushes it all the way flat. And you bring your thumb back up and it kind of starts to to come back up a little bit. But you've never seen anything like this before. We haven't. El Fuego. 
Um, <clears throat> El Fuego is going to kind of inspect his wounds and wipe off some of that uh, damage that he got and head over towards... You can wipe off everyone. damage? No, Dude, not we've necessarily. Been doing this just, all wrong. Just, <laughs> just wipe off, you know, some of the the damage he took off, you know, like his uh, sl- uh, bludgeoning damage and whatnot. And he's going to go up to Adric that looks fairly beaten to shit. And he's actually going to cast um, d- 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 Cure Wounds on him at a second level, and that will give him 18 points of HP. Damn. Nice, nice. You've given the mercenary 18 HP. points. That's awesome. <laughs> I have triple the hit points I used to basically at this point. <laughs> All right, how, how else is everyone doing on health? Uh, I'm about half alive. I'm like a third alive. So third about, alive? Yeah. I could help Yartin as well, and I will do the same. I'll cure wounds at a second level, giving him, see what this comes out to be, 15 points of HP. Nice. Damn. Thank you. No problem. I told you you I'd be in handy. Yeah. Give him a handy. (laughs) Adrian, you've just been healed by El Fuego. The whole battle, you see, you saw this whole thing unfold and it's died down. It's all quiet. You tuck this pyramid back in your pouch. What do you want to do? Well, there was the, has anyone looked at the door um, that was in front of us uh, after we entered the room? No. Uh, I'll take a look at that. Um, does it look like it's just something I can open or do I have to uh, unlock it in some fashion? It's got a handle on it. Okay. How's, how's everyone feeling? Should, should we? Press onward, or do we need to lick our wounds a bit more? I'm doing good now since uh, El Fuego healed me. <laughs> I could do with a short rest. I'm okay either way. Now, what kind of rest did you guys have at the other area? We had a long rest. We had a long rest. a long rest. Okay. We had a long rest, we had one combat, and now we need a short one. <laughs> <laughs> This mud, man, it tires you out. It does. It's like going to the beach, you know? It just really wears you out, wears you down. So what would you like to do? Take your rest in the mud? Where are you guys going to rest? I think we can explore a little bit more. I should. Yeah. I feel like most people said that they were mostly okay or feeling good after healing. So I will, I will open the door. Okay. Roll initiative. <laughs> right. So let him give a speech and then he'll ask us to roll initiative. <laughs> let me prepare my speech for you. <laughs> so you open this door and much like the room you just left, the walls and ceiling of this hallway are covered with slime. And the floor of this passageway is just covered with a layer of mud as well. You see that it goes west 25 feet and then turns to the north. You see rivulets of water that have have seeped under the door that you just opened, basically acting like a strainer and moving this water 
down to the west and then going around the corner to the north. As you uh, move around the corner, I'm assuming you're going to go around the corner, right? Uh, or what do you want to do? That's what yeah. you see from the doorway. You just see that it goes 25 feet and then the corridor turns to the north. Yeah, uh, I'll go and look. Okay, and by the way, this corridor is 10 feet wide. Sorry. Okay. Do we want to set the marching order? I yeah, why don't you give it to me now? I guess Adric's in front. Hopefully it was second. He doesn't mind. Brom will be third unless Kiriton wants some backup. Uh, no, I can go last. I'm, I'm doing okay on HP right now. Right. Okay, Adric, tell me what you want to do. Yeah, I'll, I'll move up to where it turns and then look down that way before I press onward. Um, and I guess I should be, since I'm in the front, I should be looking for traps. Okay. Let me uh, see if I can find this picture here. Okay. So as you turn the corner facing north, you see that this hallway continues to extend for about 45 feet or so. And eventually ends where the the water begins to puddle up and go under a set of bronze double doors that have also be, been tinted blue with age. You see it about 25 feet up, I'm sorry, 35 feet up on the right-hand side, the east side. There appears to be some kind of a, uh, a stone edifice that from this distance, you can't tell what it is. It just looks like it reaches almost to the, uh, to the ceiling which is uh, about 15 feet. I'm gonna send you a picture right now. So the stone edifice, is that the star? That is. Okay. Uh, yeah, I will slowly and cautiously move my way towards the stone edifice to examine it. Is everybody following suit? Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna use my stone cunning since it's Done. Okay, as you guys move further up the corridor along the East Passage, you see what appears to be a 12-foot-tall stone statue of a man outfitted in fine clothing and holding a tray in his raised arms out in front of him. Its eyes appear to be black gemstones with the, uh, the right gem having dropped out of its socket and resting on its cheek. From behind its left shoulder protrudes the hilt of a weapon, most likely a sword of some type. The stone tray, as well as the uh, forehead and nose of the statue appear to be very chipped. Let's see if I can send you a picture of this statue. Of course, I gotta browse more things. There it is. There you go. And that is what it looks like. Ooh, creepy. Mm. <coughs> I will, uh, might not do anything, but I'll place the pyramid on the tray that he's holding. As you lay it on the tray, you hear the statue 
crackle a little, almost as though it, it tilted a little bit towards you, but it doesn't do anything else. Huh, okay. Um, <clears throat> Brom would like to, um, if possible, since I'm a little bit on the shorter side, reach for the sword. And then also, don't forget I'm wearing, um, I forgot his name, but the dude's death mask. Okay. From where you're standing, though, the statue's 12 feet tall. Oh, so I'd have to climb up. You'd have to climb it to, to get to the sword itself. I'm going to attempt to climb the statue. Okay. Go ahead and give me an athletics check. That is a 15. Yeah, 15. Okay. 15, as you climb up this statue, you put your feet here, there, get up towards the head, put your feet on the tray, and you get the handle of the sword, and you notice that the statue starts to pull away from the wall, almost as though it's hinging away, just For the three of you that have remained in the corridor, you now notice that there's something behind the statue, something dark, and almost looks like a, like a passageway, but it's really narrow and really short. Uh-huh. Brahm, as you've held on to the statue, you notice that the sword does seem to come out of its out of its sheath that's, that it's wearing. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to keep pulling it out. Um, as I'm pulling it out, is the statue falling away from the wall at this point? No, it just it hinged forward so much. Okay. And it hasn't fallen forward all the way. All right, so I just try. I I'm trying to pull the sword all the way out. Okay, as the sword does get pulled out, the statue does start to crumble, and I need for the three of you that are on the ground to make a deck save. Okay, I'll take that. Here. El Fuego, sixteen. Carton, three. Adric. Also 16. 16. Kjartan, you take four points of bludgeoning damage as this statue begins to fall apart on you. Brom, you're basically just falling off this thing as well with the sword in your hand. But it does leave a some kind of a dark passage to the east in front of you. Does, I don't remember, does everyone have dark vision? Um, I do not. Yeah, Captain was the only one without, I think. Yeah, I'm a whole dwarf, so I do. Well, most all dwarves do, don't they? Yeah. I don't think I have anything. We all have, we should all have torches at least, but. Yeah, I was just curious if we could just if I had something for, you know, illuminating the, yeah, to kind of throw some light in there, but I don't have anything prepared like that. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I have a torch. I can just light one for myself, and you guys can just navigate yourselves. So I don't Okay. All right. Um, El Fuego wants to take a peek inside the room. Okay. Do you have dark vision, El Fuego? I do. Okay. Adric, what are you doing? Uh, I will wait for those guys to take a peek, and then I'll follow after. Gonna, Kjartan? Okay, Kjartan, what are you doing? Yeah, I'll just wait for everyone else to go in front of me. Are you staying back, though? You're, you're, you're going to light a torch, right? Yeah. As you try to light this torch, you notice that it just doesn't ignite. The flame just doesn't light off. You could almost imagine that it probably has something to do with the air that is surrounding you, preventing it from doing, catching fire. Brom, what are you going to do? I'm examining the sword. Okay. So, Fuego, you're going to go in? Yes. Or, uh, I was actually just looking in at the uh, doorway. Okay. What do I you see inside? Uh, you see that it goes in about 40 feet to the east, which is the direction you're facing. How far, do, how much uh, dark vision do you have? 60 feet. 60 feet. And then you see that it it turns to the north, but you can't see around the corner. You just know it's very confined. It's about four and a half feet, five feet by five feet. Oh, shit. Really yeah, it's, it's really small. Yeah. I think we found a uh, secret passage of some kind. Uh, hope no one's claustrophobic. And uh, I'll just wait there and see what our, everyone else is doing. I'm curious about the sword as well. Rum, explain to me how you're inspecting this sword. Um, so as I have it in my hands, uh, I just pull out a piece of cloth to wipe off all the dust. Um, you see, it's, it's beautiful, beautiful blade. It's got a nice, uh, almost like a brushed, polished look to it. It's oh, got a golden handle. Nice. Oh, 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 very <laughs> nice. Oh, oh. And go ahead and make a... Uh, an investigation check on it. Oof. Five. Five. No, other than the uh, being inlaid with these uh, jagged obsidian stones along the pummel, you, you really can't tell uh, what it is. Well, I will just um, <clears throat> carry it on me, I guess. Okay. For now, and then I'm going to um, take a look down this passageway. And uh, how tall is it again? It's five by five. So as you shoulder up beside El Fuego, you guys are both looking down this, this passageway. You both agree that it goes down about 40 feet to the east and then sharply turns to the north. Oh, this looks like a passageway I can fit down. Um, unfortunately, the rest of you will have to crawl behind me. Should we check this way out? I'm with you, Dwarf. Let's make way. Yeah, Adric, what are you going to do? Uh, I will follow the floor. Well, okay. Jarkin's gonna have to hold on to somebody, I guess. Yeah, I could go in the middle, so like 
human centipede it. All right, human centipede. Here we go. All right. Halloween's just around the corner. Oh, yeah, Brom's gonna lead the way. Since I can, if anything, at most, all I would have to do is crouch. All right. So as you guys make your way down, everyone's hand on shoulder, hand on shoulder, kind of like a SWAT team. You guys go down about 40 feet as you squeeze into this opening. Water beads you could see are collected along the walls and the floor, and it's very cold and damp in this area. As you get to the end of this eastern passage, it turns to the north, and you see that it seems to go for about 55 feet to the north. Same conditions, very cold and damp, water and everything. And it, it looks like it ends abruptly. And like the, the from where you are at the at the entrance to the northern part, it looks jagged at the far end, not at all like the rest of the walls. Uh, behind Brom, uh, can I make sense of what, if it's still stone along the the walls? Along this portion? Sure, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, investigation? Or... Yeah, go do an investigation check. Brom, you can do the same thing if you went with advantage because you're a dwarf. Yeah. So I'll use my stone cutting as See... That is a 22 for 22. El Fuego. El Fuego, the eastern wall and the northern passage, like the eastern passage and the northern passage, they look to be cut of the same stone. They're, they're smooth the same way. It doesn't look like one's rougher than the other. Even though you guys have dark vision, the, the area is still heavily influenced by that, by that air that's all around the whole temple so far. And it makes it very difficult for you to see the end of this tunnel. But you can see that it definitely stops at about 55 feet. You just don't know what's, what it is until you get to that point, or at least get closer to it. Okay. Um, I don't want to say deformities. Uh, <laughs> what? No, I was going to say, is there... Because uh, I want to roll another investigation, see if I could find... Maybe any levers along the end of where we're at, like maybe something that gets pushed in somewhere. Okay, like an investigation. Like yeah, the old days where they had to check for traps, secret passages, check for secret traps. Okay, go ahead. That is a 15. Okay, so for the first 10 feet, you don't find anything. So every 10 feet, you're gonna have to make that check. Okay, uh, second roll. Not so well, a nine. No, you don't, not discovering anything either. Well, I'll roll for it since I'm leading. I was gonna say, I just got a non-natural 20, if that matters. <laughs> oh, no, you can keep rolling. <laughs> okay, you don't find anything either in the next 30 feet of that. Uh, next 30, so at that point, I would assume Brahms uh, ahead of me. Yeah. So I will actually, um, Put my hand on Brahm and be like, <laughs> "Hey, hey, baby. I know your your master 
stone cunning skills will come in handy. Um, I hope the best that you could find us a way through and I will actually give him guidance. And I believe that gives him a D4, I want to say. Hold on, let me pull it up real quick. Uh, gives him a, useful a gives him a d4 uh target can roll a d4 and add the number to one ability check of his choice oh damn it until the spend the spell ends so uh duration's a minute okay so right. you guys are about 30 feet into this northern passage and then how far is the northern passage? Is it 50 feet? It's 55 feet long, and you're at about 35 feet. You're past the halfway mark of it right now. Okay, so if I were to check, it's just 10 feet at a time still? Yeah, 10 feet at a time. Okay, um, first I'm just going to check for traps and um, anything different on the walls as I go another 10 feet. That is 16. 16? You don't discover anything. Everything appears to be masonry smooth. So now as I'm coming up on the last portion. Yep. Um, is it just a dead end? As you get closer, I'm assuming you're no longer checking the walls then. You notice no, that. No, I'm going to make another check just depending what I see. Okay. Well, you see that at the end of the of the passage what you weren't able to discern at the at the start of it from 55 feet away is that it appears that there that a large stone block mounted on a central pivot has been wedged partially open by accumulated debris basically it looked as though there was a secret passage that had been partially wedged by a large boulder so it hasn't it didn't close the passage all the way off but it doesn't allow any more progress through the passageway itself. You could barely make out uh, while looking beyond portions of the boulder what appears to be a uh, some kind of a hallway but you, you just can't, obviously you can't squeeze past the boulder. Um, Brahm is going to attempt to So the boulders, so is it like a, like a deadfall that's holding open or some kind of door? It looks like it was a pivot type of a mechanism that maybe oh, swung so like open. like Indiana Jones, like the fireplace type of thing? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Okay. For those of you into The Last Crusade. But it's, yeah. uh, it's smaller. Okay. And whatever wedged it was big enough to not just wedge it, but to block any further progress through. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll turn around to El Fuego. Uh, it looks like th this goes on further, but this door's been wedged open. I think we might have to try and pry it open more if we want to fit through here. What seems to be blocking the way? A big rock. Uh, will we be able to move it? I'm gonna try and move it. Maybe if uh, 
if you can help me, I'll try and pull or pivot the door open more and see if you can roll the rock. Now, let, let me let you know that the way that this passageway is set up, it is a single file passage. He wouldn't be oh, able to right. get beside you to help you. Hmm. Brom, how heavy do you believe this rock would be? Well, if we're looking at a boulder, that's got to be at least... At least 400 pounds, probably. Hmm. I'm going to say, maybe if I can disturb the, the earth and make it move, would you be able to push it and hopefully it catches on the, the waves of my movement? We could try something like that. Uh, what I'm thinking now is, yep, one, we gotta move that boulder. We gotta move that rock. Sorry. <laughs> and then we gotta move the, well, right now it's, you can move the rock. I can try and move the door, but then also set a pinion or something to keep it open. Let me send you the, I should have done this earlier. I'm gonna send you the picture of the passageway. Ooh. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah, I should have done that earlier. We're just going but, through a crawl space. At yeah. Night. I mean, you don't have much leverage from where you are. It's very, uh, it's hard to tell how much of the boulder is on your side and how much is on the other side of that, if that makes mm. sense. It's like a collapse El Chapo tunnel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? The other side might lead to the U.S. We don't know. Hit <laughs> you with the, <laughs> the cherry on top. Um, shoot. Um... As Rom was uh, telling me this, I would assume that everyone else behind me would hear, Adric and uh, Kjartan. Yeah, I, I can hear it, but I can't see anything, so. <laughs> Yeah, I can hear yeah. and see. Which one of you farted? <laughs> There's no ventilation in here. Uh, do any of you guys have an idea of what we might be able to do? Or does this look like a dead end? Well, if El Fuego, were you thinking about trying to destroy the boulder? Not destroyed. I was trying to see if I could cause maybe some ripples, like a small little earthquake, and see if I could get it to, if we push it, maybe it could kind of hmm. roll its way out if we could push it out. I think it's worth trying. You want to try? Uh, is there any other debris in front of it? Did, like the boulders, like completely just blocking the the way, right? Yeah, yeah but like, you don't know how much of the how much of the boulder's mass is blocking it. You know what I'm saying? You don't know if it's half the boulder, majority of the boulder, a tip of the boulder. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Um, because there's there's other debris strewn about the floor as well, like like pebbles and and bold, smaller rocks and stuff. So it, it's possible it could have been part of a deadfall. Can I, uh, Braun just wants to attempt to, I know there's little leverage, but just attempt to pull 
on the door to see if it moves at all. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Just strength? Sure. 16. It doesn't budge at all. It doesn't even give way, not even a little. I'm just afraid if we move this rock, what if it just closes? Hmm. It's like I said, we could attempt to set a pinion or something, try and hold it in place, but... Were you pushing on the door or the rock? The door, I was trying to okay. pull the door a little bit more just to see if it had any movement to okay. it. What if you try to use the sword to try to like that? Use that like as a pinion or something? Hmm. Well, I have actual pinions and hammers. I'd rather use that. This sword's pretty pretty. <laughs> Don't want to mess it up after all these years it survived, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Wait, this long. Set... I was thinking, like, maybe it's like a key or something like that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. This looks like someone went through here and set this. Somehow someone put this here, I don't think. I don't know. I can't tell. It's my investigation shit, but I think this... Someone must have come, came through here and set this this way. Make an insight check. I don't know if this is a uh, trickery or 12. 12? That's still enough to know that uh, you probably didn't, wouldn't think that somebody would put this here because the, the rest of the temple so far has just, is just dilapidated. There's rooms that are filled up with water and mud and and different animals and stuff. The whole place has just been worn down from from age, you know. No housekeeping. Yeah, I mean, so who knows how long it's it's been like this? But you can tell pretty much that for many many years, people have been looking for the, the shrine of Tomoakon. and that's what brought you guys on the on the adventure to begin with. And even you, El Fuego, whatever brought you and your group, which preceded this other group to this temple, that that might be something totally different in and of itself. Whether or not it was the same riches that you were seek that they were seeking, that you guys were seeking, or maybe you were coming to the temple for a different reason. But people are now, you know, those people that have have located it, no one's ever returned from this place. So, you know, who knows? how far people have gone into it or never even found it, but it's it's been hidden away for many, many years. So it's probably part of the the degradation of this place. Adric, what are you doing at the back of the lineup there? Man, it's so hard to interact with that sort of stuff because it's so far. Um... I think I have anything I can move it. I can get myself through to the other side, but then I'm gonna be alone there. How are you gonna get, oh, you're gonna like do some kind of a warp thingy or something? Um, I have uh, I have a spell called Gaseous Form. So everyone was <laughs> talking about farts, I can turn into a fart. Let me get <laughs> can you put your Gaseous Form into somebody else though? 
I don't know. I don't know if I can like you know go up Thanos asshole and then <laughs> materialize to explode yeah. him or anything. The easiest way to do it. <laughs> That's right. Problem resolved. <laughs> but none of that is outlined by the spell, so maybe it's up to you. Uh, <laughs> what would you like to do, gaseous form? Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait and see what everyone else wants to do. If they want to turn back, I'll lead the way out. Um, but right from where I am, I can't interact with it too much. Kjartan, you're basically blind and in the middle of these men in this cramped quarters. Smelling gaseous forms. <laughs> <laughs> All you can basically hear is the whispered, in, whispered interactions between Brahm and El Fuego, you know, talking back and forth about this, this object that's wedged into this, uh, this pivot door. Yeah, there's really not much I can do right now. I just kind of just sitting back and just waiting for the others to kind of make a decision. El Fuego, is your spell, is it a spell slot or a cantrip? It's a cantrip. Okay, that makes me feel better if you want to try it. Uh, all right. Uh, do you want to push at the same time when I cast this? Are that you way... like over his shoulders to, to do this or? Uh, so I how do you cast this? Is it just like it's a it's a range yeah. attack or a range spell, so I could be behind him and I could uh, see where it's at through the legs, through the legs, through his, over his shoulder. Okay, I'm short enough. Okay, describe the spell and, and what it does. Okay, uh, I'm gonna have a hard time pronouncing this. <laughs> and then while he's preparing his spell, I want to set opinion at the bottom of the door in a way that because like let's say if we're looking at it if it's pivoting this way jam something on the rock side okay just so it doesn't hopefully slam shut but we'll see okay okay so i'm totally gonna butcher this name but there it is that's the spell wow you're actually uh, using that yeah i'm gonna try to use it so it will actually create um Oh. Small, uh, sorry, let me find it again. Small ripples, harmless ripples. Let me see where harmless, it was. Like, it. Tremors or something. Yeah, harmless tremors on the ground for a minute. So, hopefully, if there is any rocks or settlement underneath this boulder, maybe it's enough to to kind of break it free. And while Rom is pushing on it, hopefully, we could kind of move it out of the way. Okay. And that's instantly, so, um, and it lasts for a minute. So as long as Brom can keep pushing and forcing this thing open. You want to booms up to three times as loud. One of the following magic effects. I'm trying to see which one of the harmless effects you're going to do here. Uh, it's harmless tremors. Harmless okay, tremors, harmless on, the tremors on the ground. Okay. For one right. minute. Yeah. All right. Okay, so put your finger over, start creating this this cantrip, and you feel these tremors start to warble through the ground. And as they get closer to the boulder, it, it almost looks like it goes under and extends out beyond it. Just brom from up front as you're. I'm assuming pushing on this boulder. Yes. Is that what you're trying to do? Yep. You could feel the tremors through your feet 
but you don't feel them going through the rock itself. It's almost as though it's passing beneath it. Basically just not not helping at all with this not, thing. Not yeah, it's enough. just not strong enough to do it. Okay. Well, Brahm, I, I don't know what else. That's all I have in my inventory that I could do for you. Well, since it's running out, because you gave me, what was it, not inspiration. Guidance. Um, guidance. Even with these little tremors, I'm just going to try and push on this rock with that to see what happens. Okay. That is 23. 23, even with your strength, this thing is not moving. I mean, it's almost like trying to push the earth down. That's that's how how stoutly wedged this thing is in there. For all you know, you could be pushing against the bulk of it. That's all I got. Adric? Hmm, not. I don't have anything I can do because I don't want to go off alone. So, okay. Do you think we should head back at this point, or do you guys have some sort of plan to get through this rock formation? The only thing at this point is just trying to chip away at the rock. Yeah, I don't know how long that's going to take, so... I'm, I'm it's going to take a long time, probably. <laughs> get on your goggles. The goggles. Especially because no one else can hit it. It's just going to be the poor dwarf in the front chain gang in it. Hitting it with my maul. That's right. As a last ditch effort, I will just poke the sword at it. Or I'll give it just a, a tap, I guess. Disintegrates. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. Alright, at least I mean, I can you, you could tell that the, the that the stone is very dense. Yeah. Well, at this point, I I don't know either. I think that's all all we can do. Yep. Well, Adric, you're now leading the way. Yeah, I'll lead the way out. You guys, make your way back out go south and then west, come back out to where all the debris of the statue is at, dust off, and you see to the north, there's still these large bronze oxidized double doors. Uh, before we go to the doors, I will, I don't think I mentioned that I picked up the uh, pyramid, so I'm going to say I picked up the pyramid. Okay. I guess I, I will I will go to the doors and I will attempt to open them. Okay. As you approach the doors, you open them up and you see just inside the doorway are two small alcoves, one to the east and one to the west. But it also continues to go forward for about 15 feet and then you see stone steps that descend downwards into a large chamber 
that even from this distance you can see is filled with water. Okay. And that is where we're going to end the session. Rise. Oh, Fucking boulders. <laughs> going deeper down, man. Gonna deeper. Get get out. You can't ever get out of this place. You don't. You don't. Roll up a new character. Uh, bring, bring up a backup. Can I roll a character that's outside of this thing?